Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, The Saturday Manager, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to this week's edition of the Saturday Manager. I'm Mick Pusick, your host and manager of Bryden Ropes Reserves, who play Kent County Division 1 West. Coming up later in the show, we have an in-depth interview with Gary Watson of Red Velvet. But before we get there, let's step back to the start of last week as we began our preparations for our home match against Crocken Hill. The players were all really excited for this fixture. Um, we had a really tough game with them away earlier in the season. And I know one or two of the lads really wanted to put that right and put in a really strong performance. So that all started on the training pitch. Our head coach, Stuart, worked out a really good session to work on the tactics for the game. Basically, what we wanted to do was be on the front foot and assert our game as much as possible um, from the very early moments of it. So all the things we did with them were working on the sharpness, the pressing. We worked on our defensive shape. And we were fortunate enough to have the first team with us at the end of the session. So we were able to do a short training game, which is always invaluable, where you can try and test a few of the ideas. And it all went really well. Moving on to match day, which was Saturday the 28th of January. Um, we had a 12.45 meet. You hope things go very smoothly. But as uh, you often find, particularly at grassroots level, a number of the players arrive late with traffic and transport issues. So it affected our pre-match preparation a little, but not overly so. Um, we got the lads warmed up well, called them into the dressing room 15 minutes before the game, as we usually do. And we kind of went through the shape, uh, the, the thoughts of the game, how we wanted to start and what expectations and um, responsibilities we were giving to each of the players. Um, the game kicked off on time. It was a two o'clock kickoff. Um, we got off to a really good start. And um, a nice diagonal ball into our winger. It was pulled back to the edge. Our uh, captain, Damali, took it well on the chest and drilled a volley from about 20 yards. So straight into the back of the net. So 1-0 up in the first minute. Very bright start. Um, within the next five minutes, we're fortunate enough to get the ball in the back of the net twice more. Um, really good finishes. Unfortunately, on both accounts, just ruled offside. Um, as half went on, we continued to play with really good flow. Um, the movement was really good. The possession was excellent. We moved the ball round um, and managed to score a second goal round about the half hour mark. So coming in at half time, we were 2 0 up. Uh, when we got all the lads back into the dressing room, um, the kind of conversation was around. It was a really good start. Um, we were playing exactly as we wanted to. But at 2-0, um, it's a very dangerous score. So we impressed on them the importance of the next goal. 3-0 really does put the game in our hands. If it goes the other way, then all of a sudden, all the good football we've done um, and all the chances we've created, we're back in a really tight game. 
Um, we started off a little slow, I would say, the first 10 minutes. Um, we didn't quite start off at the pace we did in the first half. Um, but then we slowly started getting into the game. Around the 65th minute, there was a ball in. Our centre-back managed to pick the ball up well, um, but played it short into another defender who Crock and Hill pressed really quickly. They did really well there, actually. Um, the result of that was the transition in the box, our centre-back having to come over, and unfortunately, a uh, penalty was uh, conceded. Uh, the player went on to convert the penalty, a strong strike down the centre of the goal, and we're 2-1 with uh, 25 minutes left to play. So we were looking for a reaction. The good thing we had this week was a number of players that have been on long-term injuries coming back into the squad. Um, they weren't quite ready for the full match, but we knew with the last 20-25 minutes, we certainly had more strength and depth to bring on, certainly than we'd had in previous recent games. So around the 70-minute mark, we brought on some fresh legs. We kept the shape the same. We were happy with how it was doing, but we just wanted to give the players a bit of a lift. Um, and it seemed to work quite well. Um, within five minutes of making the changes, um, we managed to score a third goal, really good finish again. And it was looking likely that we were going to secure the win. Um, Crockenhill had done well and they'd been in the game, to be fair to them, um, all the way up to that point. Um, when we got to the 85th minute, um, Michael Kowali, who just come back into the squad, he's usually our skipper, he will be again, I'm sure, once he's back match fit, um, came on for the last 20 minutes and managed to score a brace. And we had a debut this season for another player that's been registered with us for a while that hasn't played, um, Nate Simpson, who done really well and managed to finish his chance. So from what looked like a, a fairly tight game after 65 minutes at 2-1, um, we did really well and managed to make that 6-1 victory. So certainly pleasing for the goal difference, pleasing for the coaches and, and pleasing for the players. So that's how we looked in our last game. Um, coming up now, we're going to have a quick conversation with Gary Watson of Red Velvet. I'm joined this evening by Gary Watson, Chairman of Red Velvet. Gary, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm very well, mate. Good to see you after and, a while. Yeah, pleasure. Likewise, always good to see you too, sir. So just having a quick catch up really on how things have came about really at Red Velvet. So I know there's a little bit of the history, but for the people listening, how did it all start off with your club? Um, well, basically... Back in 2008, I was asked to help my mate Martin um, to run Crofton Albion. Where I've, I've been at Crofton since I was 20, 21, something like that. All right, uh, so at least five or six years ago then. Yeah, roughly about that. And um, <laughs> um, we sort of... First year, that was a group of 18-year-olds, sort of fresh-faced into adult football, finished mm -hmm. mid-table. Then 2008, season nine, we smashed Division 4. So what league was that in at the time, Gary? That would have been the South London Alliance Division 4. Okay. And uh, let's just say that they wasn't the best-behaved boys. Right. And Crofton asked, like, 
to the boys to leave mm-hmm. sort of thing. If, like, it wasn't with Crofton's format, right? Should we say? And uh, it's understandable. So we formed Red Velvet in 2009. The the actual like chairman, Martin Pair, his nephew said he sponsored us and he used to run a Red Velvet nightclub. Right. I always wondered where the name come from. So it's not for a, for a love of, of cake then? No, not for a love of cake at all, which is everybody says that. And um, so he sponsored us. We said we call ourselves Red Velvet. So it's, it's an unusual name, but hmm. we've managed to grow from 2009 to where we are now. Yeah, there's been some big successes. I mean, I first got involved in the Saturday scene probably about five years ago, maybe four or five years ago with Wellingtown, and that's where we probably first bumped into each other doing the league circuit. And I think around that time, I seem to remember that might have been one of the uh, most successful Saturday sides I've seen, you know, in junior levels, certainly. So you had a really strong season. What, What season was that one, Gary? The most successful season we had would have been 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been, yeah, 2019, uh, when the first team done a double, the reserves won five trophies. Mm-hmm. Literally, we actually done the Kent Junior Cup A and B, the first team in the reserve team. Right. And the Sunday boys actually won their league as well. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we had two Sunday teams back then. So, the actual, the Sunday reserve team actually. So, that year would have been eight trophies for the club. Eight trophies in one season. So, that's huge yeah. success. Yeah. And had you transitioned to chairman by that point? or No, I'm still, I'm still secretary. The chairman is still Martin Pair. It is. Oh, apologies. I always yeah. had you down as the. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm, secretary. I'm, I'm the bloke behind the keyboard. Got you. Oh, wonderful. So that must be a really, uh, I mean, a really quick growth from starting off with Crofton to kind of, you know, six, seven years, having a team that's winning virtually everything that's open. So how did you you manage to build the squad so quickly? Basically, the the team that we started off with, obviously, was a a group of close mates. they took us all the way through to like 2009 to I think 16. Then we sort of we added a, a reserve side because we grew. Mm-hmm. Then Martin's younger son, he's he wanted his mates to form a team, they formed a team. So we had three Saturday sides. And we sort of just sort of progressed. Then another one of the Saturday boys' brothers wanted to start a Sunday side, so we started the Red Velvet Sunday side. That's all grown kind of organically. It, it's yeah, it's basically grown and grown. I mean, we just we've just been very lucky that we've had excellent players. Really have. I mean, some of your squads but, I've played against are yeah. draw. You know, I mean, some of the players they are. I mean, like I said, a, a few of them are now playing in the scaffold. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. It's so. Uh, it must be it's, nice to see that development uh, as well, you know. Yeah. From when they're joining you to going up the leagues and getting the play, getting to see players that you've had go on and have great oh, success. It is. It's, it's sort of like you sort of think it's like I call them my boys. Yeah. 
Like I said, they was youngsters. We think like the careers they made, sort of gone into management. Most of them have got families now, so they're not really playing. But like I said, I'm happy. Like I said, I've got a lot of success behind me. So I'm proud to call the club a good club. Absolutely. Absolutely right. And so looking at the first team in particular then, you yeah. going back to an I recall, I think they, were they in the Bromley South London League originally? Is that where yeah, they, they started we all, off? We all started off in the South London Alliance. Uh-huh. In, obviously the South London Alliance merged with Bromley. So we merged into the South London and Bromley. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the current first team is, I mean, the actual current first team is a brand new team. Right. Because they all sort of retired last year, but they went from the Bromley four, mm-hmm. went into two, won that, went into one, won that. Then we went to Kent County. So when went, when we, did you join the county league? Was that? Oh, so I'm trying to think now. This is this is they're going to get me now. Um, <laughs> right. Last year we won it. The year before was COVID. The year before that was COVID. The year before that, we won Division 2. And the year before that is when we joined it. So what's that? Five years ago. So five years ago. So you've, you've joined into, as most teams do, when they have to join a county, you have, you, irrelevant how successful three. you've been. You start yeah. off in Division 3, which, you know, people have different views on that. But well, I guess from a from a sporting point of view, it's probably the fairest way that I you think can it's do the it from that way. side of things. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. So Division it, 3 then, did you notice a, a much of a step change from Bromley going into... Because I hear the Bromley Prem, I know there was particularly around better, that time, some really strong sides in the Prem. It, yes. There's better teams in the Bromley Prem than there is in Division 3. Right. Okay. What, what you will find, I think, in Division 3 of the Kent County, the winners of the Kent County, 90% of the time, will be a brand new team. Mm-hmm. I don't think any... I, if you look at the history of it, I think every team that's come into it are a brand new team. Yeah. I.e. Falconwood last year. Yeah. Absolutely. This year, AMG Bowlers. Yeah. Who are... Both teams I know very well. I know yeah. their secretaries, a few of their players. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of... They've progressed. Yeah. It's when you get to Division 2, you start to see the difference. So Division 2, you found that's when the level started to get a little bit higher than what you played yeah. at in the Bromley, for example, in the Prem. Oh, yeah. Much. Okay. It's, yeah, there is. I mean, obviously, there is still some teams in the Bromley that should be higher than what they are, but yeah. they just... It's, it's what, like I said, they're totally different leagues. Like I said, I'm lucky that I play in the Kent County and see how it works. And mm-hmm. I sit on a committee of the Bromley mm-hmm. and how it works. And it's sort of two different t- sides of the coin. Right. OK. So you, that must be good for you to have that kind of exposure to yeah. different areas of the Saturday game as well. So, you're, yeah. so your side then, you, you won, I'm assuming, did you go straight, for, I'd imagine you have, but yes. did you go straight from Division 3 into Division 2? We, yeah, we, we come runners up in Division 3. Mm-hmm. I've always said we got cheated out of it because Sporting Club Thames me bought down 
their team last game of the season. And at the time, they was the scaffold team. Yeah. Walked down a couple of first team players, beat us 1 0. The kid who scored the goal was scoring for fun in the scaffold. 40 goals, I think he scored. Mm-hmm. I always thought we got cheated, but fair play. We got our revenge on the following season. Yeah. Vision two. Absolutely. When when we're when we're playing sides, you know, this is probably a little insight maybe into me, but I'm sure all managers do it. Is yeah. when you're playing a team that's got a a first team higher up in another league, maybe a couple of divisions, three or four divisions up, and you see the fixture list come out and you and you've got to play them and you're kind of looking at their first team's fixtures to see yeah. that they got a game that week. You know, if they've got no fixture that week, you know that no, they're going to get the maximum that's allowed coming down to yeah. boost them up and you're going to get a hard game. And sometimes that can kind of, as you were saying there, that can affect overall oh. positions, you know, because one it, week they're playing I mean, you, the next yeah. week they're not going to give them players to play against your main opponent or, you know. Yeah, see, I mean, it was just unlucky that you went down the last game of the season and... yeah. Fair play to Sam's made. They did what they had to do. Yeah. And they won the league. But like I said, the following year, we won Division 2. So following on from that then, you've gone straight into Division 2. Have you managed to keep the nucleus of your squad the same? We kept, the... We, we kept the nucleus of the squad all the way from the Division 4 to Kent, to the Prem. Okay. All right. That's the, really good to know. So... Yeah. And when we got to the Prem, we had to add players. Yeah. That is so when we, yeah. So Division Two, you did you you found the standard had risen a little, and yeah. the games, I guess, although winning games were the score lines becoming a little bit more balanced, or were you still yeah. fairly comfortable yeah. at that point? Some, it's when you sort of like you played the top teams. It was then when you played the teams were down the bottom, hmm. couldn't get the players out. You know, hmm. so but like I said we. It done well. Like we said, we won it. Then that's when we actually we got to the um say when we was division three, I think we played during the cup final, wasn't it? I that's think right. you'd won division two. Yeah. And got you and and we was obviously division three. So that, that was a, that was the level of we thought right, yeah. we to give ourselves a good showing yeah. against you in the cup final. Yeah, brilliant. And then so Straight up. So really, the, the, the story of your, your squad is continual success. So you've pretty much dominated in Bromley. You've gone up straight into Division 3, Division 2. And then obviously, yeah. I'd imagine we're probably getting around COVID time. Now well, that's, what, that's what happened. That's what happened. Um, when COVID struck the first season, obviously, we was second in the table at the time. Mm-hmm. With games in hand, mm-hmm. um, it was us and Ten and B, I believe, if I'm right. And um, obviously, COVID struck, but so then we restarted the following year, and and it was COVID struck again. It was sort of like it did. There was that double whammy, wasn't there? Yeah, it did. And that's when I think when other leagues decided to carry on, Kent County decided to like near and void the league, didn't they? They, there was a vote, <clears throat> and most clubs voted to new and void the league. And basically, when you sort of looked at it, it was because most players were under that certain age, were vulnerable to the COVID. Right. 
So then the league decided that they had to get promotion in. So what they done, they done it on the last two years' history. Mm-hmm. And when it was second time round, we was top of the table. Second time round, you got to the very top of Division One. Yeah, we we was top of Division One in not last year, the year before. Then the year before with COVID, we was second. So mm. we went up on merit. Perfect. Us, yeah. us and Ten and B both went up on merit. Two good teams. Two, yeah, very good teams. So back, so then, so two seasons ago, you're back. You're straight up. You're in the Premier. Last, yeah last, season, last, yeah, last season, we got promoted to the Prem last season. And officially, I guess, um, it may have changed now with the rules, but back in that time, that would have been classed as step seven. So yep. you're kind of right at the top of county level and you're on the national pyramid yep. at the very base of that. So it's a very yep. good standard of Saturday football to achieve uh, in such a short time. Yeah, yes. How did you feel about that, getting finally making it to step seven? It Very strange to... Never in a million years would I thought we'd have a club that would be that standard because it's it's so different to what like when we first met Danny in the Bromley yeah. of having Joe Bloggs referee the game and different rules and it's it's a minefield. Yeah. It's, it's, and it, it's, it, it becomes um, a bit more structured, doesn't it? That's oh, to yeah. say around the, um, obviously, the officials, I'm guessing it goes from, like you say, a ref and a couple of subs running the lines to yeah. get three match officials for most games, hopefully. Yeah, it was, I mean, I think we did have 100% coverage. Brilliant. Like, I mean, not exactly, you think, you could, like, you think club officials could do better at times, but yeah. it's, they're, they're partial. You know what I mean? It's, so it's a, it's a lot, it's, it's a strange, but it's expensive. Yeah, well, that's the other thing I guess people don't realise is that your budgets don't necessarily grow that much, but you're having to pay for more officials. I'm guessing little things like even catering maybe become a factor. You may have to offer refreshments for the exactly. officials and visiting officials. Yeah. It's all you've got to budget. I mean, I think an average game for us last season... Mm-hmm. With officials and hospitality was coming in at three hundred and twenty pound a home game. Wow, that's not yeah. cheap, is it? And then you've got to yeah. times that by twenty or yeah. twenty-two games of cup games, etc. And you can see exactly. that, uh, the budget yeah. does need to go up a bit, doesn't it? And on the on the field, from the playing side, the lads obviously must have been looking forward to their first go in the in the prem. Did you oh. find the? St- I know, I know with hindsight how it went, but how did you, how did they find the standard there? I'd imagine what I hear a lot from other coaches and that is that when you get to Division One, maybe in county football, you notice there's a, good, a step there where most of the teams are good; they can all play to a certain level. Yeah. But then going up to the Prem, I'm guessing that goes on to an, an even higher standard. You think? It it was. We, it was like the boys were the boys were and after talking to him, I was all thinking this is this could be a step too far blah 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 but we got to give it a go mm-hmm. and did they give it a go basically the first very first game was away I think it was New Romley I think I'm not too sure now but we won 1-0 mm-hmm. 
Brilliant. And the buzz was unbelievable. And the yeah. noise that they made in the dressing room was something else. Yeah. And it was, it just went up in strength to strength. Yeah. It was yeah. sort of like, I guess it's a different it, experience to what I, I was used to. Yeah. I guess for the lads, keeping a clean sheet, getting the win away kind of fills you with, you know, well, it's our first yeah. go at it, but we can do it. We are good enough. Yeah. Let's get rid of that nose nerves now. Yeah. And really yeah kick on through the season and something you, you you just touched on there was that your first game was New Romney and I guess that's another difference to get over because you know in county football and most football up to that it's quite regional so all the divisions are split into west and central so you're pretty much only travelling yeah. a certain radius so Premier Division that goes doesn't it it's literally the whole of the borough of Kent so yeah. you could end up with some distances yeah. there did you have any difficulties with the logistics Cars, no, coaches, we, how did it all work? Believe it or not, basically, it all goes down to Mr. Lee Hedges, the manager, mm-hmm. and Sam Thompson, the manager last year. Um, and basically, they um, worked out the budget, worked out it was self funded, like basically, the boys self funded mm-hmm. it. They organised their own coaches. They organised. They all chipped in. We had no sponsorship last year. So wow. you've got to sort of credit was go down to Lee and Sam for sorting it all out. So, and, and, know, the, and the season like on the field was year. terrific, wasn't it? The season was absolutely terrific, wasn't it? Right. It was, I mean, it was, it was a pleasure to watch. It was a joy to watch. Yeah. It was, it was magical. I mean, the football they played, some of the teams they blew away, you think they shouldn't be doing that, but we broke, we actually broke a few records. I think we're the only, I think we're the second team to ever sort of go 3 2 1 Premier and win it. Yeah, very tough. I think we so, broke goal scoring. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like I said Harry Taylor broke goal. Yeah. Yeah. Goal scoring records were broken, sort of points and also. Very successful. It's fair to say you couldn't have had a better season, really. And unbelievably, if anyone is listening to this that are looking for a sponsor in a club, I don't think you could find a more successful club on the pitch in Kent to support than yours. So, um, you know, hopefully yeah. we can get something sorted out for you for next <laughs> season. But this season, you've gone on. I mean, from finishing top, most teams would look to go into the next step, would automatically, by right, be... Um, promotion. You could look at going up to the Scaffold League, which is step six, and that's kind of the norm. That's where people would say that semi-pro football kind of begins fully. A lot of teams have budgets. Yeah, it does begin there. And, you know, obviously with the team that you've got, the the success you've had on the the pitch, was that something that you were keen to look into? Or were you thinking, we'll stick with Kent for another year? What was your thoughts? Well, it wasn't until um, we played Stansfield away and I got talking to a few of their board members and they was ex- explaining the logistics to me of mm-hmm. it all. And I didn't realise how much it cost. I didn't really think about it. And it wasn't until after Christmas when it sort of set home that we were setting the pace in the league that we could actually do it. But when we looked into 
trying to find a grange because obviously you need the floodlights. Right. You need like you need a grange, you need floodlights. So it's fair, as you go um, up, just for the neutral listeners, as you go up through the leagues, the stadium criteria sort of get raised by each yeah. league. So you, yeah. with that would come more cost and and all the other things that are associated with that, I guess. Yeah, I mean the cheapest pitch we found was eight thousand a year to rent. Right. And obviously, it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was a For bit a of a self-funding. Wow. That's um, eye-watering, yeah. isn't it? You know, it was, and it so it was just one of them that like we want to do it, but we just couldn't, just yeah. couldn't. Right. And um, and unfortunately. That's where this sort of story comes to an end. Because literally, I think I've got three players from last year. Right. So from a squad that's been together for so many years, you've yeah. gone on to the very pinnacle. You've won everything that you could win. Cups, well, I, I, cups yeah. league titles, everything that's there. And then it comes to that next step of growth. And because you're not able to do it, this was the first kind of... Yeah thought where your lads might be thinking, if I want to carry on further, maybe I've outgrown the club now and I need to look for somewhere else to play at step six or higher, maybe. Is that... Funny enough, out of the squad of 18-odd players, I would have said 10 of them retired to family life. Yeah. Three of them have gone on to scaffold. And the others are just sort of like said, I'm still playing with us, sort okay. of thing. Right. So, so to be fair, then it's more of a, the legs running out on the team than than the uh, aspirations yeah. of playing up. Well, that's good to hear. So this it season, was, then looking yeah. at the league at the moment, so you've gone on, you've you've done really well, and and what you're telling me now is is amazing, really, because I'm having a look at the table. So you've had to rebuild the squad over the summer. You've, have you got the same management or have you got new management with no. that squad? The actual, we've got brand new management. Mm-hmm. Oh, literally, I think, like, yes, from yesterday's game, it was three players from last year out of the 16 wow. that started, played yesterday. And the season so far, then, let's bring it right up to date. So you're obviously Kent yeah. Prem. Um, looking at the league table, you're sitting second place, I believe, at the moment. Which at the is moment. Fantastic achievement with a brand new squad. Um, yeah. completely new players, new management. So how's that all come about? What was the, what's the story of this season? Uh, basically, like I said, the boys decided that enough was enough. They wanted to go out of the top. Blah blah blah. So there's nothing we could I could do about it. It's it's end of the day, like you said, it's self-funding um, the management I've got now is an old school friend of mine I say it's not school but someone I grew up with mm-hmm. but he actually <clears> got sacked he actually got sacked well after stepped down from his job last year um, so I knew he was vacant one of the players from last year got on to him said would you be interested he said yes luckily enough Ian Jenkins is uh, quite a big name in semi-professional football Mm-hmm. He knows a lot of players, and he managed to sort of rebuild players he's he's worked with before. So the say. old uh, manager's rolodex comes out. 
Yeah. And uh, he's on the phone. Obviously putting yeah. seven days in, seven day letters in, left, right, and centre. It's well because it well not really because it was literally the season was over. So, so this was in the close season. So you were free yeah, to approach who you like. Absolutely, done. it was yeah. all done before the season started. Wonderful. All oh, right. So he's built a nice squad quite quickly then with his with his connections in yeah. the game. Yeah. And that took you into he, pre-season with a with a balanced squad or still building yeah, and I'm, looking at but, players. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, we didn't have a pre-season. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's we had I think, two games pre-season. One of them was against Falconwood. Yeah, I think I came down to that one, and we were like, I was going to say that game that the last time I see you. It was, and it obviously was. you see you see what happened there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? For a first game, off the top of my head, because it was a few months ago now, but was was it two all? Six nil, they beat us. Six nil. What was? Where Six. was I? Really? Yeah, honestly, you can't remember. We got smashed. No, I didn't remember that. I, did, I, I think it was five or six nil that. Right. They, we got. Yeah, we just like I said, it was a a new team. Yeah, yeah. So it like he knew the players, but he sort of knew had a few more players. So yeah. And but he's and worked. to be fair, when you've got a new team that's gelling and and, and looking together. Um, Falconwood's probably a, a good test because, from what what I've seen, and probably you know, you know, um, Gary and Ollie and, and and that over there as yeah. well for a number of years. Yeah. It feels very like the story similar to where Red Velvet were maybe four it, or five yeah. years ago on their journey. They're kind of coming at it in a similar way yeah. with friends and you know growing through the league. Well, we, me and Ollie and Gary, have actually, I've said this to them. Like we see each other a few times, and I've said to him, "What you're doing is what we've done. Hmm. It's a case of like, and like, good luck to him." Yeah, no, but, absolutely. Like, but say, getting back to like now, I've got Ian, his, his assistant Mark Tompkins. They're working wonders, I think. Yeah, but well, and it's a very, very young, average age of 22, 23. Yeah. So going back to your one or one of two friendlies, five six nil very early on, um, and coming back on the back of winning the whole thing, the whole league last the year before. Yeah. What was it? A kind of in your mind was the club saying, look, you know, we're setting um, a, a different um, objective this season. You know, the objective's going to be. No, the objective was the same. I was in mm. talks with someone about taking this to the next level, mm-hmm. but. That fell that fell away because the gentleman wanted to be the chairman in the club, and I've already got a chairman. Cool. If it's, but hopefully I will be talking to him again, and next, so for next season, because mm-hmm. like I said, the standards that you have to have in place before you can go up is mind-boggling, and yeah. it's something that we aren't, we haven't got at the moment, but you we need will. Deep pockets. As well, yeah. don't you? As well as it sounds exactly. every, everything I can see from the outside looking in, it's like everything there from a football point of view is there. You know, the back yeah. the, the back of the um, the back office kind of people, yourselves, the secretary, the chair people, the supports there, the management yeah. sounds fantastic. The squad of players, I mean, you're second in the league at the moment and still well yeah. in the in in tight enough to get up there and even take the whole title again um, with it's- the games that are left. So everything yeah. seems to be looking, you know, really ship shape. So 
it could be oh, one yeah. to keep an eye our eyes on for next season then if we can uh, get some big funding in or someone to sort of help with oh, the financial yeah, side of it. If that's what I'm saying, it's sort of like I'm open to all offers. Yeah, absolutely. The, the players are good enough. There's definitely the management is is unbelievable. Like it's it's, it's an eye opener for me. From mm. like it's similar to like like I said, obviously you know that I would have approached you if I known you would have been available, and it was like two weeks too late. Yeah, as, thank as you for that. That was a very that was a very kind. Uh... I took that as very flattering. I know we've spoken about various roles for various teams over the years, yeah. but it sounds like you've found the right fit, definitely. Oh, the players, oh. you couldn't have done any, you know, you couldn't have done better, really. Oh, I totally agree. I actually, I mean, it's like I said, it's, it's like I said, it's an old someone I grew up with. We actually played in the same Sunday Sunday morning team. So it's, I know, I know the family. Yeah. It's, and you've got that working relationship then, haven't you? It makes it a lot easier when it's somebody you know and you, you get each other. Mick, I'm like a, I'm like a fish out of water when I'm with them. Yeah. It's I, I ain't got a clue, mate, compared to them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you say that, I think you're kind of um, doing yourself down a bit. I know you've done a bit of coaching over the years and you've got a knack of um, getting results out of your team. So, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been lucky with certain players, I've got to admit, and I love it. Absolutely love it. So just to wrapping up on the league then this season, I'm looking at the table as we speak and I can see Minster FC are currently leading. You're on the same amount of games. There's only seven points in it. Um, and yeah. it looks like you've, you're you going to be playing 30 games. So you're only just past the halfway point. So lots yeah. of football to play, lots, to, uh, yeah. lots of points to be had. Um, how are you feeling looking into the second half of the season as... If we can get a settled side, because that's the problem at the moment, he can't get a settled side at the moment. Work commitments. Uh, we've had a couple of nasty injuries to a couple of key players, right. which is as an helped. Terrible when that uh, happens, isn't it? It's uh... oh, it's, it's. I mean, we've got one poor sod, young George. He's out for two years. Wow. Like, and he's sort of like. But like I said, if we can get that settled side going, then it's like it's all there to play for. So, so obviously, it's Minster's to lose now. Yeah, it's with when you're seven points clear. It was similar to us last year. It was ours to lose, mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's, yeah. So there's there's no pressure. I in my eyes, but yeah. management feel different. I'm just like I said, I'm just a club secretary. Just lucky enough to have a very good team. Absolutely. Well, Gary, on that note, there's nothing left for me to do just to thank you very much for your time. I know how busy you are. It's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you, Mick. Thanks, Gary. And maybe we'll get another date in at the end of the season and we'll see how it all finishes off for you. Yep, definitely, mate. Always a pleasure, mate. Thanks Thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. And good luck with the rest of the season, mate with the Thank team you. and the pod. Thank you. See you're you going to be smash it. See you soon, mate. Bye-bye. So. Thanks again, Gary, for your time. So let's take a look at all the results from this week's fixtures, the 28th of January, Kent County, Division 1 West. Equinocchio 2, 
Belvedere nil. Uh, in the predictions last week, I had that down as a 4-1 to Equinocle, so got the result correct, but some way out on the scoreline. Um, Bryden Rope 6, Crockenhill 1. Um, as will be a feature with most of our games, I don't like to predict the results there. We were hoping for a win. Um, I didn't expect the result to be that wide, if I'm being perfectly honest, so well done to our lads. Um, but I would say to Crockenhill, you know, the results, the scoreline at least, certainly doesn't um, do justice to their performance. They were right in the game, right until the last sort of 10, 15 minutes there. Danson Sports 2, Bexley 2. Um, looking again at last week's prediction, I had a small win, a 2-1 for Bexley. So not too far off on the scoreline. But fair play to Danson there, digging in and getting a, a big point there against the league leaders. Metrogas 3, South East Athletic 3. Uh, I had that as a 4-0 for Metrogas. Um, South East Athletic had uh, only picked up two points all season, so I hadn't really banked them to get much out of that particular game. So well done to South East Athletic. I would say for me, that's probably the result of the week in the division. So big congratulations to them. And I really hope that they'll take that forward into their upcoming fixtures. Uh, then we moved into the London Junior Cup, Club Langley v Goldfingers. Um, I had put that one down as a 2-0 to Club Langley. Didn't know too much about Goldfingers, to be fair. Didn't have much to work on. But I was just back in the league side that we'd played, that we know how good they are. It finished 0-0 um, at full time. Um, with Goldfingers going through 6-5 on penalties. So um, hard lines to Club Langley there. I know the disappointment of uh, going out on penalties ourselves in the cup in the round earlier. So let's have a quick look at the league table and see how the standings are after those results. First place, Bexley, 15 played, 35 points. Followed by Welling Park, 16 played, 31 points. Just out of the promotion places there, Metrogas third. They're on 29 points, but have three games in hand on Welling Park and two games on Bexley. So they're certainly still still well within the race. Then we go to Equinocchial, Danson Sports, Club Langley, Long Lane, Sporting Club Thamesmead, Crayford Arrows, Bryden Ropes, Belvedere, and then in the relegation places at the moment, we have South East Athletic and Crockenhill. So let's have a look ahead now to the fixtures coming up on the 4th of February in Kent County Division 1 West. Bexley v Crayford Arrows. I think that's going to be a, a, a fairly tight game. Bexley are going very well, as we know, top of the league. I think they'll probably just be a little bit too strong for Crayford Arrows on current form. So I'm going to go 3-1 to Bexley for that. Uh, Club Langley v Danson Sports. Um, two very strong teams. We've played them both this season. Um, Danson's probably I would edge at home, but with the home advantage for Club Langley, I'm going to look at a 2-2 draw for that. Equinocchio v Crockenhill. Um, Equinocchio are going very well at the moment. Um, they'll be at home on their 4G which will suit their style of play particularly. So I'm going to look at a 4-0 for Equinocchial on that game. Metrogas v SC Thamesmead. Um, very hard one to call there. So I'll sit on the fence and say 1-0. Uh, 
Southeast Athletic v Long Lane. Um, Southeast Athletic had a wonderful result away to Metrogas. Um, so hopefully that can be the turn in form that they were looking for. So let's go with a two-all draw for that fixture. And then finally, we've got Welling Park v Bryden Rope Reserves. Um, I don't like to predict before games for my own team, but what I would say is Welling Park were much stronger in the first game we played. I think we played in our second game of the season and we were very early in our rebuild. So what we are looking for is a big performance. And these games now, where there's a bit of time between the two games, allow us to kind of measure our improvement and see how far the team's come along. That said, we will be hoping to get something out of the game and take something away following our good result last weekend. So all that's left now is for me to wish you all a great week in football and I look forward to seeing you all again next week. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.